Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast today. Hope everybody's doing wonderful on a lovely Tuesday morning. You chose the podcast, and we're here, hopefully, to say something that'll help you in the next who knows how long we'll be on here. You never know. Actually, we've been kind of long-winded lately, so we've been kind of actually pushing like 35 to 55, but I try my best to be less than an hour every time. Okay, we try our best. But here, right here, live and in person, we are with a special guest here today. And he's not on Zoom call. He's actually live sitting right in front of me. And that is the one, the only, the infamous Mark White. (laughs) I know that's what she's wanting. I know that's what she's wanting. Listen to that applause. I know that was what you was uh, wanting. I know it. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast today. It's good to be here. We are not going to dwell very long on any craziness here today. It's hard not to talk about food. I know it is. Yeah, it is. It's hard. That's probably one of our favorite subjects. <laughs> but we're, we're going to be spiritual today. Well, food is spiritual. But this is a topic that I don't think we've really dealt with it much um, on the podcast, and I apologize for that because this topic needed dealt with probably two or three times already. And as an evangelist, I think I can honestly say that me and Brother Mark both preach on this topic rather often. Yes, sir. And uh, I don't, I don't think there is probably two or three weeks that goes by that I don't preach on this topic in new places a lot, and sometimes once in every revival. Sometimes I've done that, but I'm telling you, this is a topic that needs to be addressed, and so we're going to address it today. And so you guessed it, you heard it, the title of the episode was, Is There Really a Place Called Hell? Is there really a place called hell? Well, I guess we could just say yes and hang it up. (laughs) But yes, there is a place called hell. Brother Mark, do you believe in heaven? I sure do. Do you believe in God? I sure do. Do you believe in the Savior, Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Well, if there's a heaven, there's a hell. That's right. If there's a God, there's a hell. That's right. If Jesus is real, there's a hell. That's right. In fact, Jesus himself spoke about hell more than anyone. Yeah, he did. And so if somebody, and we both used to work with somebody, mm-hmm. that say if there is no hell, then there is no God. If there's yeah. no hell, there's not a God. Yeah. If there's If there's no hell, if hell doesn't exist, then Jesus Christ doesn't exist. Yeah. If hell does not exist, then the Holy Ghost is not real. If hell is not real, then there is absolutely no point in being a Christian. That's right. Because, wow, that's plain, preacher. The same Bible that preaches to us the word of God that tells us about God says there's a hell. The same Bible that preaches to us about Jesus Christ being the son of God who can cleanse all of our sins, wash them away by his blood, says there's a hell. In fact, the lips of Jesus Christ says there's a hell. Oh, yes. If there's a hell, there is a hell. There is a hell. The Bible is either all the way right or all the way wrong. Too many in this hour today are picking and choosing the scriptures of which they want to preach and want to live But the Bible is right. If the Bible's right, then there is a hell. Do you really believe there is a hell? Brother Austin, I absolutely do believe that there is a hell. 
the Bible is very clear that there is a hell. And then there's people that have spoken and said, well, it's just speaking figuratively. It's just, it's a, it's just a scare tactic, this and that. But I'm telling you, just as sure as my name is Mark White, just as sure as I'm sitting right here in this place we are, you can rest assured there is a hell. That's what Jehovah's Witnesses say. Yeah. When they read about hell, they take it figuratively. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's that's like, not something to say figuratively. Well, I've got a verse right here. Uh, there's many verses that use this word that is translated into hell, but they take this and just completely come with a, with a false doctrine. It's Job 33 and 22, Yea, his soul draweth near unto the grave. And they take that word grave, uh, in the translation of that, it is translated sheol. And so they're saying that the grave is hell. When your body is under the ground, six feet under, that's hell. Well, that is not at all what it's talking about. All it's talking about is, is it is likening hell to where all life has ceased to exist. All the good things in life has ceased to exist, and there's nothing worth living for in hell. It's all, you know. Yeah, Jehovah's Witness, it's unbelievable. And I know this ain't just a Jehovah's Witness bashing episode. But, I mean, it's false doctrine. We need to call it out for what it is. It is. They not only believe that Jesus was created. If Jesus was created... Then, I, then we should have died on the cross for our own sins yeah. if he was just created. Yeah, and that's another but thing. But we know, we know that he was not created. John yeah. chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. That's right. Colossians chapter 1 tells us that him by all things were created. If he created yeah. all things, yeah. then he was not created. He has always been the Son of God. Galatians chapter 4 tells us yeah. that God sent forth his Son. They also yeah. teach that Jesus is not equal with God. Well, Jesus himself said in Philippians chapter 2 that he thought it not robbery to be equal, equal with, with God. God. Well, even the Pharisees, they wanted to kill Jesus because in one place they said uh, that he had made himself equal with God. So, I mean, there's, there's references in the Bible where Jesus made himself equal with God because he was equal with God. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I really don't know how somebody can read the Word of God, and then verses that you have just said and that we're talking about, I don't know how they can read that and come up with that Jesus was created. I don't know how they can come up with that, uh, uh, you know, that he was not equal with God because he was. I mean, he even said it there. I mean, like, like I said, he uh, made some enemies in that day. The Pharisees and the chief priests, they wanted to kill him. Because he made a statement that made himself equal with God. For him to call himself the Son of God, he was calling himself God. They believe that Jesus was resurrected spiritually and not physically. Which there's tons of proof in the <laughs> Word of God to dispute yep. that. They also believe the Holy Ghost is an impersonal force, not the third person of the Godhead. Which is a So false. they deny the which Trinity. And then on top of all that foolishness, we already said that after death, we just disappear in the grave out of out of existence. Hell's just figurative. Only uh, it's just a figurative thing that's mentioned in the Bible, not a literal place of torment. Nobody's gonna suffer, my friend. Hell's real. Hell is, hell is, hell is real. real right now. As sure as I'm sitting here, there's a real place called hell. 
Oh, yes. I mean, if hell is a figurative place, then why did the Bible say in the book of Deuteronomy, and the, the chapter and verse slips my mind, but I think it's around chapter 32, and he said, uh, Behold, a fire is kindled in mine anger, and it shall burn to the lowest hell. It's a clear reference to a place that's burning with fire. If hell is a figurative place, then why did uh, Jesus speak in Luke 16 of the rich man that died and went to hell? And he said, and in hell. And in he hell. He lifted up his eyes being right. in torments. It's not a figurative place. It's a literal, real place, just as real as any place that's on the earth right now, it's a real place that lost souls will go to if they repent not of their sins. In Luke sins. chapter 16, about verse 19 through, I guess, 31 there, yeah. it's not a parable. No. There was a certain yeah. rich man. I believe that. Who was clothed in purple and fine linen, who fared yeah. sumptuously every day. Yeah. There was a rich man. There was Lazarus. Yeah. There was Abraham. Yeah. These were not, this was just not a parable. This was not the, the parable of the prodigal son. Yeah. This was a legit story that really happened. Oh, yeah. Hell is in the heart of the earth. It's always expanding. It's moved for yeah. thee to meet thee at thy coming. That's right. Every second of every day, people go to hell. And there are two very good reasons to believe in hell. One is because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said there's a hell. Yeah. And God does not lie. That's right. Secondly, the creator of the universe came to let men spit in his face to be nailed to a cross. He gave up the ghost so you could stay out of hell. Yeah. So you could stay out of hell. If the Bible is right, then we know there is a place of hell. And everybody right now in hell is awaiting judgment. Nobody in hell has been judged yet. And I'm not going to dwell on that much right now. If you want to hear all about the great white throne judgment and you want to hear all about the judgments that's going to come and take place, I want you to go back to episode number 62 on this podcast. And Zach and I talked about the final verdict. That's what mm. it's called. And we talked about the great white throne judgment. And so if you want more material and more knowledge about the lake of fire, we, we gave it our, our best shot yeah. on the lake of fire and eternal punishment. But every occupant of hell at this moment right now has not faced their worst day. It's still coming. Oh, yeah. Just like people get arrested, they don't get sent to the uh, – well, we're from Kentucky. They don't get sent straight to the Kentucky State Prison. Yeah. They go to – we're from Lewis County. They go to the Lewis County Jail. Yeah. They go to the County Boyd County Jail. Yeah, Wood County. And then they get tried, and yeah. then they get sent to the big house. And those right now in hell, they're in the county jail. Oh, yeah. They're waiting on their trial. Yeah. And one day, death and hell, Revelation 20 says death and hell yeah. is going to give up the, the grave. They're going to give up the dead. They're going to be judged. They're, they're just wait. Hell's a temporary holding place. Yeah, it is. You know, there's a rumor going on in hell right now. Saying we're going to get out someday. Yeah. We're going to get out. You know what? They are going to get out, but they're going to a worse place than where they're at right now. They're in the county jail, and they're going to get out. They're going to stand before Jesus Christ the judge, because the Bible says the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. So Jesus Christ the judge will try them, and they're going to go to a worse place, the eternal lake of fire yes sir and i think too really just the fact that jesus christ 
came to this earth and died on the cross and shed his blood is reason enough to believe that there is a hell. Because if there was no hell, then his death was in vain. He came and died on the cross to save us from our sins so we would not go to an awful place called hell. Then there's people out there that they are trying to say, well, maybe Jesus didn't even exist. They're trying to say, well, uh, he was just a, even if he did exist, he was just a good man or a good prophet or a, a good teacher or whatever, this and that. But if you'll look at it, brother, there are liberal scholars out there that they all agree that there was a man named Jesus that came to this earth and he had a miraculous birth. Uh, they believe that he died on the cross and some will even admit that he rose from the grave. And that's liberal scholars. That's not just people that are on our side. That's people that don't want to believe the Bible. But they said there is enough evidence out there to prove that he did come. And so just the fact that Jesus Christ came to this earth is enough proof for me for me to know that there is a hell because he came to save me from hell. But not only that, brother, I think you said it starting out, but uh, if you'll look at the words of Jesus Christ, Jesus taught and preached more on hell than he ever did about heaven. And if hell is just a figurative place, why would he just preach so much about it if we're not going there? Why would he teach so much about it if we're not going there? I believe mean, he did because he wanted us to know it's a real place and you can go right. there. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't have how many references in front of me how many times that he preached it, but I'm telling you, Jesus was a preacher on hell. And yes. uh uh, you you mentioned that one verse, uh, Isaiah chapter fourteen verse nine said, "Hell from beneath is moved yeah. for thee to meet thee at the coming." That Hail word "move" beneath. there, that word "move" there in the Hebrew means to make action, yeah, or to be excited, excited, to be stirred up. That's right. Hell is excited. Oh yeah. As much as you shout in church, oh yeah, excited for the presence of God. They're jumping up and down excited for the new folks that are coming to hell yeah. every second of every day. And even, I believe, too, brother, uh, every time you give in to sin, every time you give in to temptation, every time you give in to the flesh, hell gets excited. Because every time that you're giving in, you're one step closer. You're one step closer from doing it again and doing it again and doing it again to our you're full-blown away from God, backslid, and you're on your way to hell. And, uh, man, I don't want to give hell any reason to be excited over my coming because I want hell to know that I'm not coming. Right. Somebody just tell hell today I ain't coming. That's right. Tell I hell I'm coming. not coming. You see, denying the existence of hell don't change it. Oh, no. It, it don't destroy not. it. It's still there. That's right. And there's men, and and I know I've heard him saying, and probably a lot of you have too, Carlton Pearson, I'll just call yeah. him out. He's trying to explain hell away. Yeah, he is. And he's about lost his, he's lost his ministry over it. Yeah. He's lost everything. He's, he was a mega church pastor, and he lost everything over trying his. Trying to explain it away. And then you got yeah. one of my favorite one of my favorite preachers that I love to bash is Joe Osteen. What a sissy. What a wimp. Yeah. I heard him say in an interview, he said, 
uh, one guy said, "Why don't Why don't you just Why don't you say anything about hell?" He said, "Well, you know, my my folks they they go through such a hard week, and you know, I, we just try when they come to church, we just want to give them a positive message." Mm. Well, how many folks go to your church that die and go to hell? Yeah, because you didn't tell them the truth. Yeah, because you're on your way there too. Come on, somebody. That's right. It don't matter if you try to explain it away or if you're too scared to preach it. I remember hearing one preacher say the funeral director told him not just too long ago, said, man, that was an encouraging message at a funeral this morning. He said that was just a, a good message to hear that not everybody, I won't say, I guess you shouldn't say it's an encouraging message, but he said it was a good message this morning to hear somebody say that there is a heaven or a hell. Yeah. He said, you wouldn't believe how many funerals that I partake in. He said, and every person that comes through them doors laying in the casket goes to heaven. He yeah. said, and I very well know not every one of them did. Oh, yeah. That goes on all the time. Everybody that dies, they're going to heaven. But if they did not repent of their sins and live for Jesus Christ, it don't matter if it was... Our grandmother, it don't matter yeah. who it was. It don't matter what we believe. The yeah. standard of yeah. God is hell's real. Yeah, it is. Hell's not to purge you out of your sin and then get out. Yeah. Hell's not to fit you for heaven, but it's the sinner's punishment for not being saved. Exactly. But the great news about it is it's not the will of God for you to go to hell. That's right. Jesus Christ died for your sin, for my sin, for everybody's sin. But if you go to hell... It's because you made the choice. That's right. And if you make the choice to reject God, then God will put you in hell. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. You know, the world, they can't grasp their mind about, you know, well, why in the world would God send me to a hell if he's merciful, if he's gracious, if he's so good like you say he is, then hell can't be real. But like you said, if there's a God, there's a hell. Um, man, uh Whenever we reject Jesus Christ, we are automatically choosing to go to hell. Right. Automatically. That's a people talk about predestination. We don't there's nobody that's predetermined to go to hell, but it's already been predetermined. If you reject Jesus, the only thing left is your is 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 hell. It's up to you. It's the up to free you. will of man. Yeah, exactly. God has put preachers in this wonderful country. The King James Version Bible in this wonderful country and has given people the opportunity, whether you've had one opportunity or a million, God has made a way. I like what one preacher said. They said, well, what about the the jungles of wherever that they don't have missionaries and they don't have a preacher? And I know that's a terrible situation. But this preacher said, even nature itself mm-hmm. worships God. Yeah. He said, God can use nature Nature to prove to somebody there is a God. You see, we're just one tragedy away, one heartbeat away from eternity. Oh, yes. And the odds are you might be listening to this podcast, and the odds are you're having a good day, your heart's beating, you're breathing, you're, you're doing good, you're hearing this podcast, and the odds are tomorrow you're going to do the same thing. You're going to get up and go yeah. to work. But one day the odds may change. And there might be one day, Brother Mark, that somebody listening to this podcast may listen to it this week and not next week because they're not here no more. Yeah. Where's your soul stand with God? Do you really, truly believe in a hell? I tell you what, we already read that scripture in Isaiah, but Satan and his workers have you in the crosshairs. God's children are hell's target. God's preachers have got a big target on their back of oh, hell. Yeah. I tell you what, you want to get fought 
tooth and nail from the enemy, get in the ministry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, you're going to be attacked. Oh, yeah. But there's power of God to help you through it. They want so bad for you to come to hell. They hate Jesus. They hate the ministry. They hate anything to do with living for God. I tell you, some folks, they'll sit right on a church pew, and we're holiness people, so that's just the that's just the church I'm talking about right now. They'll sit right on a holiness church pew as some of the most privileged people in the world and then die lost and go straight to hell. Oh yeah. How do, how's that possible? It's a sad How thing. can you sit right on a church pew and be lost? How can you sit right on a holiness church pew and you may even look holy. You may even have your sleeves the right length. You may have never cut your hair as a woman. You may cut your hair all the time as a man. You you may live the part, live the standard, all of that. Look the part and you're on your way to hell. On your way to hell. You mean how can how could Demas have worked with Paul? And done, um, took part in the ministry. And we read a Demas where Paul said that he has forsaken me, having loved this present world. I mean, I'm telling you, there are many people that are sitting on a church pew right now that it would shock us, Brother Austin, if we really oh, I knew guarantee it. who was saved and who wasn't saved in our holiness churches. If you hear preaching against sin, and you just go ahead and do it anyway, disregarding the warnings, you're putting your soul in jeopardy of an eternity yeah. of torment. Exactly. And here's the thing, too, and this is where America is as a whole, but as individuals, this is where we get. You know, the devil has de uh, desensitized people so much it started yeah. with a small thing. Right. And hell the, used to scare people. It you don't scare nobody now. Seems it like. used to, and I believe it's it's caused this right here. We've heard preaching so much and uh, about hell, and we've heard preaching about God's judgment on sin. But whenever they don't see the judgment come to pass, they get desensitized to it. It's like uh, the the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter eight, verse number eleven. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil because there's not a payday right now for what the wrong that they have done, whatever it is, uh, for the sin that they have committed. That judgment has not been executed speedily. The Bible says that the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. There's no they feel like, you know, Payday, hell is forever away. I've got years and years. I can live how I want to live right now. There's a that rock group out there. I I detest this song, and they've got it. It's called the Highway to Hell. And tell you, they are just gloating it up, and they think that uh, that life's a party. And when they get down to hell, it's going to be a party. But I'm telling you, when they get to hell, they're going to find out it's not a party. That it is a awful horrible place of torment uh and i believe w w one thing brother austin that is going to probably be one of the worst things about hell is we're going to have our memory we will remember right. every time every time that god gave us an opportunity to pray and get right with him but we wouldn't do it read in luke chapter 16 yeah son remember yeah thou in thy lifetime yeah Thou exactly. receivest thy good things. Yeah. And Lazarus exactly. thy evil things. Yeah. Hell is not a party. Hell is not just a grave. Hell is not just a scare tactic of the church.
But I'm telling you, hell's a real place. It's and when a real you place. find out, if you don't believe it, you don't believe us, when you find out it's real, it'll be too yeah. late. Yeah. There ain't no atheists in hell. Nope. There ain't no agnostics in hell. There ain't no unbelievers in hell. They believe now. Yeah. But now it's too late. Yeah. In the world we're living in today, I read this verse a while back just reading through Isaiah Isaiah 5 and 20, and it really stuck out to me. And it just so speaks of the world today. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, yeah. that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We're living in... Peter Peter told us this. He said, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Right. And that was back then. That was back then. Save yourselves from an untoward generation, yeah. a reversed, yeah. a backwards generation. Yeah. Boy, yeah. we could preach a lot on that right there. Yeah. When a man thinks he's a woman and a woman thinks she's a man, we're living in a backwards generation. Yes, I'm telling you, folks are going to hell left and right, yeah. and there there is help. There is salvation. There's a way out. Yeah. Grab a hold of that. Yeah. If you're saved right now, grab a hold of it for your lost loved ones. Yeah. Grab a hold of that for your uh, your lost friends. Grab a hold of that for the people that are on their way to hell. Let yourself get stirred up. Yeah. I want to ask somebody on this podcast, have you forgot about hell? When's the last time you just consciously thought, man, there is a hell? Yeah. I want to ask you another question. This is really going to hone close. Are you worldlier today? Than you used to be 10 years ago You forgot about hell Dead silence I was, didn't know if Just like a or not right Just now. like a church service <laughs> <laughs> Just like a church service Say have you forgot about hell Cricket, cricket, cricket <laughs> Cricket, cricket But I'm telling you People are forgetting about hell And I know there's folks I know when you say that I don't mean everybody But I'm telling you I see it all over the country We need stirred up Yes, sir. We need shaken up. Yes, sir. To know there's a hell. Let's live right. Live holiness. I want you to, if you're if you're lost right now listening to this, if you're just confused, hell right now is praying for you, hoping that you won't make the mistake that millions, if not billions, already have. There's a prayer meeting in hell right now. If we could open oh, yeah. up the corridors of hell and record it, they'd be saying, don't come to this place. Don't come to this place. Oh, if we could hear what's going on in hell right now. But there ain't no prayers answered in hell. No, sir. There's no altar in hell. There's no salvation in hell. There's no conviction in hell. There's no mercy in hell. But did you know people in heaven are praying for us? Oh, yeah. They're saying, come to this place. Come on. It's better than you could ever imagined. Yes, sir. There's people above you praying for you. There's people below you praying for you. And there's people right inside your own church yeah. and your own family that are praying for you. Yes, sir. If you got prayers above you and below you and around you, yeah. you ought to just live for God. That's right. You ought to just live right and know that God loves you. There's a hell, and I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there either. thing about it is, Brother Austin, not one person has to go. Not one person has to go. Uh, and if you're a child of God and you're living right, then I tell you there is nothing worth turning your back on God over. Because uh, I I personally believe, Brother Austin, that hell is going to be hotter for a backslider. For someone that has known the way of truth and turned their back on God uh, and has rejected Jesus Christ, um, 
But once they have already known him, I believe that there's that hell's going to be hotter for and that again, person. If you, if you want to uh, have myself muted, if you uh-huh. want to hear more about the judgment, go to episode number 62. Yeah. We go into explaining, I believe it's in Luke chapter 12, where it talks about those that are given different levels of punishment and judgment. Yeah. Because of the works you've done in this life. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, a man that's off the streets, and you can read it for yourself, a man that's off the streets, don't know nothing, has been offered the gospel one time and rejects it, he won't be judged as severely. Yeah. Of course, living in fire and torments is rough enough. That's going to be bad. That's going to be terrible enough. But then when the temperature's turned up, mm-hmm. somebody that's been on a church pew all their life, yeah. And go to hell knowing everything that's right and wrong. Oh, yeah. Friend, they're going to be judged harshly. Oh, yeah. And uh, two, a lot of times whenever Jesus referenced hell and you look up the what the uh, Greek word for that was, he was referencing a place called Gehenna. And Gehenna was actually a real place that Jesus was using to describe hell. Gehenna was located on the outside of the city gates of Jerusalem, and uh, it was used as the site for the city's dunghill and garbage dump. And every time you would walk past Gehenna and into the city gates, the smell would almost just make you gag and knock you over. It, it was just horrendous. The stench was so bad. But also, there was a portion of Gehenna that was reserved for dead bodies, and uh, they said that uh, they would of the evenings they would walk the streets and they would, you know, they had a lot of people that lived on the streets and actually this is what they think happened to Lazarus there in Luke 16. If they would die and they was laying on the streets, they would take their bodies to Gehenna and throw them on this big heap and light a fire and burn their bodies. And this is what they said about the fires of Gehenna that was actually at the city gate in this real place here on the earth. They said that the fire of Gehenna would never go out. It burned day and night, and it would just run, it, it would just have the smell of burning flesh and garbage and dung and everything. And that is the picture that Jesus painted of this place called hell. He's trying to tell Terrible us. Place. He's trying to tell us, Brother Austin, that there is nothing, nothing in hell worth going to. Uh, why not sell out to God? Why not give God your best? Why not give your whole heart to God? I mean, I mean, why not give your whole entire life to God and live for Him like the Bible says to live a life of holiness, a life of righteousness, a life according to God's word. Because, man, I tell you, if we buck up against God and we reject him and we, we reject his word, what's left for us is hell. And the picture that Jesus painted of hell was not a pretty picture. It was a horrible place. And uh, I tell you, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to Gehenna. And uh, there was a – me and Brother Austin, we worked with him for a while uh, – He told me one time, he said, Mark, you're crazy for believing in hell. Yeah. Said that that there's no uh, proof at all to believe that there's a hell. Said, man, all you got to do is read the Bible. And Jesus' words tell you, he said, well, he said, the reason why I don't believe in hell, 
is because of this right here. He said, Matthew uh, chapter number 25 and verse 46 said, And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. He asked me, he said, Mark, how long does it take you to correct your son? At the time, I only had my son. I didn't have my daughter yet. He said, how long does it take you to correct your son whenever he does wrong? Said, uh, well, I mean, when he does wrong, we just, you know, we correct it, we spank it, we spank him, have a conversation with him about why he done wrong, and go from there. He said, so if your God is so awesome and he's full of love and mercy and knows everything, so why does it take him an eternity to right the wrong? He said, if you look up that word. Uh, punishment. And he said, "There they shall go away into everlasting punishment." If you look up that word punishment, a synonym of the word punishment is correction. I went home and I looked it up, and there's many different uses for that word punishment. But right here, in particular, Matthew uh, 25, verse number 46, the synonym was forfeiture. It was not just correction. It was forfeiture. He's saying that there will be an everlasting forfeiture of your soul, that God has dealt with you in this life. He's pulled. He's prodded. He has sent God's word. He has sent God's man. He sent the preachers. He sent the pastor, sent the evangelist, this and that. And you wouldn't listen. You wouldn't heed it. So therefore, when if you make it to hell, there will be an everlasting forfeiture on your soul. You will, you, your chances of ever being saved and delivered from that place is forever gone. And like, 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 like you said uh, in past episodes, you're going to be there until you're led up at the judgment seat or at the uh, great white throne judgment, and you're going to be cast into the lake of fire, which you know, the Bible doesn't specify a whole lot about the lake of fire, but it's going to be worse than hell. And I don't want to be there. No, sir, I don't want to be there. And there was one more thing I wanted to address as we attempt to close this episode, and that is the topic of suicide. And several years ago, there's a comedian in the world that made, it's hard telling how many millions of dollars, his name was Robin Williams, and most people, I'm sure, have known him or seen a picture of him. It was all over the news, any app, anything. I mean, it was everywhere. A man that made the world laugh, a man that made millions, and his wife said that he was tormented, and she was glad that he didn't have to be tormented anymore. For he, excuse me, went to his closet and hung himself. She said How she sad. was glad he didn't have to be tormented anymore. And I thought, oh, if somebody would have just been able to reach him before that moment. Yes, sir. And tell him, you're just about to go into a life that you think you're tormented in. Oh, yeah. You're, you, ain't even, you ain't even scratched the surface of what the word torment means. That's right. But I don't know how many articles I've read through the years of people in that same shape. I've read of different... You know, just for material and messages, different Hollywood stars that tormented in their mind, mm-hmm. tormented. Said so. I read after one girl said demons. She she couldn't get the demons out of her life. Yeah, just unbelievable. Marilyn Monroe, Robin Williams. How many? 
have killed themselves. How many at what age? That one lady, I forget her name, just this past year. Um, I can't remember her name. She killed herself. A very big name in the country. I can't remember. But, I mean, just over and over and over. Because money's not everything. Fame's no, not. not everything. Fortune's not everything. And suicide, oh, I'll say this before I say it. I read of a mega church pastor in California. He committed suicide. And his wife, his wife says she was so glad that he went to be with his Jesus and she can't wait to see him and he don't have to suffer with his anxiety and fear no more. And I thought, that pastor went to hell. Yeah, Suicide is a one-way ticket to hell. And the devil's telling folks, well, if you just take your life, it'll just end it all. How many times, I don't know about anybody else listening, but he's told me that. Mm-hmm. He's told me that many times through yeah. my life. Well, if you can just find a way to take your life, it'll just it'll solve all the problems and you won't be the bother to nobody anymore. And you know, it'll it'll solve the issues and it'll uh, you know, solve that family's problems and it don't gonna solve nothing. It's gonna mess everything up and you're That's gonna right. be in hell and you can't get out. That's and right. as soon as somebody kills themselves and goes to hell, then the devil's standing there at the gate laughing his head off saying, ah, you fell yeah. for that one. Yeah. Because now you're in hell forever and you can't get out. And nobody can hear your screams. You're, you're there all alone and your torments have just begun. Yeah. Uh, the thing about it is, Brother Austin, man, I got saved whenever I was 10. So from the time I was born to 10, I lived in the world. And I, I remember thinking things like, man, if I could grow up one day and just be a movie star, have the fortune and the fame and the wealth that these people have, I could live a happy life. And I now know that I, you know that that that's not true. Felt, uh, wealth, fortune, and fame does not bring you lasting happiness. It may last for a little bit, but eventually it's going to run out. But here's the thing: whenever the Lord created man, God created man with a void in his heart that only God can fulfill, that only God can feel and bring about a true happiness and peace in man's life. But whenever man tries to find that happiness and fill that void with other things, that's whenever they begin to get miserable and suicide begins to think, man, this is the only way to get to, to end this. You know, and they, they try to fill it with money they try to fill it with women they try to fill it with alcohol and drugs and whatever it is they try to fill it with the ways of the world and even the bible said there's pleasure in sin but it's just for a season or for a short time for a certain amount of time once that time's up brother austin it's not fun no more the good time's gone the pleasure is has fled from you and you are left with a void that only god can feel and uh, that's why people, man, they turn to suicide. I mean, they 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 write their suicide notes, and they'll they'll say, you know, you know, they'll just tell, you know, I, the pain was so unbearable, I couldn't find happiness, this and that. I've lived a hard life, and I couldn't find what I was looking for. What they was looking for all along, and they did not know it was Jesus Christ, and they thought that their quick way out was to just end everything. But they found out that their problems have just begun and they're never going to end because they woke up in hell. And uh, one thing too that I was wanting to that I was wanting to say, um, I know there's no way of knowing, Brother Austin, 
exactly how hot hell is. But I do believe that we can get a pretty good guess because I don't know how scientists have determined it. But remember, whenever we was in school, in science class, and we learned about the core of the earth, the core of the earth is where hell is in the heart of the earth. We was learning about hell, and we, at that age, I had no idea that I was learning about hell. Excuse me. But um, I don't know how scientists have determined this, Brother Austin, but they say they have determined that on the outside of the Earth's core, it is as hot as the surface of the sun. The surface of the sun is approximately 9,941 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, now that's hot. That's very hot. We cannot fathom that. I mean, we get on a hundred degree day, and we're like, <laughs> you know, you know, man, we're burning up. But that's nothing right. compared to hell. But they said this: the further you go inside of the Earth's core, the hotter it gets, just like the sun. And they said this: that right at the heart of the Earth, it's estimated that it is approximately twenty-seven million degrees Fahrenheit and we have no way of knowing for certain if that's how hot hell is but I believe that the rich man in Luke 16 is convinced it's at least that hot he's been there for thousands of years and with no rest no water and he's convinced it's at least that hot brother I I've got a there's a brother in our church uh, he, he used to work at a steel mill, AK Steel. It's shut down now. But um, they would melt steel and put it in different molds and sell it for like, for, to like different car manufacturers and stuff. But he told me this. He said, steel melts and boils at a temperature. I think he said it was right around 2,100 degrees. It's like lava, pretty much. I mean, I'm... If you would touch it, instant burn. I mean, if you'd fall in it, probably instant death, whatever. But 2,100 degrees, and hell is so much higher than that. They'll be using that like ice cream in hell. That molten steel does not compare to the temperature that hell really is. And, man, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to that place. I could not imagine living an eternity in hell over anything. So this episode today is, is there really a hell? I don't want to go to hell. I don't either. I do not want to go to hell. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning into the podcast today. So thankful for listening. You listening to us ramble <laughs> a little bit today. And what we had to say about is there really a hell? Well, thank you very much, Brother Austin, for having me on. We're going to get off here. This has been Two Peas on a Pod podcast with your host, Brother Austin Griffiths and Mark White. And uh, we are going to close out today with a song that Brother Austin's wife wrote. And if you're here today and you're listening, you ain't been saved. I'm telling you, you can be saved. You can be washed in the blood. Thank you for listening. This is Two Peas signing off.
Give you my